and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. But 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 you get you get past Utah is my point, and now Shaden's had one playoff game at least kind of under his belt, and guess right. what? He gets introduced to another against a Luca or a Kawhi, and and I I wouldn't pick him to win that game, but that's valuable. Yeah, there's value in that versus playing Sacramento, and he's playing for thirty minutes to me, and it doesn't matter at all. So I'm with you on the young player thing. I'm telling you, I you and Eric do a great job when you guys do pods together. I love the Blazers versus Bulls stuff. But when you do the third eye thing, I, I love that. And I love that other people have kind of <laughs> ran with it. Watch Shay or watch Shay. Watch Shay. SGA to me, if that team does nothing but sit on their hands and go, well, we got young guys, we'll run it back. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if a guy is showing up to an all-star weekend for his first time in a all fur coat, just going, Yeah, I'm cool to not win in Oklahoma City. Like sometimes that expectation starts to hit in and guys become impatient. In Portland's oh, you, case so here, you man. Think, you think he's gonna be? So you think he's gonna be the next? Guy I think maybe, it's. Or? Well, I think the one you're hinting at is correct. If James Harden goes to use in the way these these articles are making us believe, I like jo- I don't I don't have like direct sources with uh, James Harden's camp or whatever, but I will say that when I was in Salt Lake City, that was so. And I, you know, you 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 were talking to whoever through the whole weekend. That was something that a lot of people were talking about as something that they think is going to happen. I'm not saying I am reporting that it's going to happen, but yeah. that is like the general consensus is that a lot of people around the league think that that is going to happen. And then the article gets written about him and Houston. And I just, and by the way, I think that's an awful look for the league, but the article gets written. And so now you're like, okay, he's probably gone. Like, I don't think Joel is the dude, but maybe he's the guy that finally goes, I'm done. The process is over. You've given me Ben Simmons and a half-committed James Harden, and we didn't get it done, and thank you. Like, that's the pie-in-the-sky scenario. The other is maybe realistic. Toronto's not good. They're in the play-in. They could very well lose the play-in. It seems like he wants to move those pieces, and you're going to have a lot of capital. So I, I just think you get if you get to the play-in, like, cool. It doesn't make or break my opinion of the team. I'm not going to go, well, it was a successful year. It wasn't. But I'll root for him in the play-in and hope for the best and assume that they're going to lose. And they got big moves to try to swing for in the summertime because you got to utilize this, man. Sean, you've seen a lot of great players in your in your life in person. I don't know if you're seeing as efficient and high-level scoring as what Dame has been doing over God knows how many games at this point. How many games have you been to in person this season? Zero. Oh, one. One. As a media member, zero because I'm a morning host and I am As not civilian, psychotic though, like at Denver, the Denver game that they blew where Denver was down like 13 or Wait, something. And they came the one back where Jamal Murray hit the, yes, yeah. I was actually right behind him when he hit the shot. I was like, God, uh-huh. damn it. but that was that still was an one. incredible Dame performance. Great game. Yes. Like, yeah. He hit the shot. Some, I mean, he thought it was over. That's one that gets, that's one that just gets so, you know, you know, swept under the rug just because 
Now, mm-hmm. you know, he had the 60-point game against Utah and then obviously the 71-point game. And, like, it's just pretty incredible just to watch this on a nightly basis. And I just, I feel like if I were just, like, a fan of the team watching at home, the team is going to be what it's going to be. They're either going to make the play-in or not. They have 17 or whatever games left in the season. Wouldn't you rather watch 17 more of these types of game performances than watch the games and not have that? Oh, I mean, I let me just add my commentary to this, right? My idiot friends aside, I, I, I don't know what they'll do win-loss-wise. I'm all in on the scoring title. I don't want him to sit. Oh, yeah. I want him to get the scoring title. He's one point exactly away. Uh, from I think it's Luca, and then it's Joel. It's like point eight. He's one point average away. I think he's got at least two or three more fifty point performances. He probably has another sixty in him. You go out there and you get a few forties. Like Sean, they've never had that, and and I know it's not like the end all be all for fans, but I just I kind of want that dude to just stack the resume at this point. If the team's not going to be good, pile on the legacy. And give us, as a franchise, something we've never seen. We got three-point contest. Let's see a scoring title. That's pretty big. And by the way, I looked it up last night. If you go back since 2000 and go look at the scoring title champion every year, the odds of a guy not being in the top 10 of the MVP, which is really possible for Dame. Oh, he's going to be in the top 10, I think. Well, the only one I found that wasn't was T-Mac. And I thought that was when he was in Orlando, everybody else is like top four, top three, winning with top five, top six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that year. Well, those teams weren't very good. That was right. And that's kind of my point with Dame. I think he'll be in it, but like you've only had one example of that. And so he's got kind of this rare thing where he could be the first in the franchise's history. It'd be big for his resume. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just rooting for the scoring title at this point. I think he could. I mean, I think Dame is going to make, this is a prediction that I've just come up with in the last couple of days. And this is maybe more so about, you know, Steph Curry being injured for an extended period of time and what is happening with John Morant right now, happening with John Morant right now. But I think Dame is going to make first team all NBA. I think it's going to be him and Luka as the two guards. Because right now, oh. who's like right now, who's more deserving than one of those the, for the second spot? Like Luca is obviously a lock for one of them, but Steph's been out for a while. Jaw is, you know, Jaw's done, thing. bro. Like they're not going to really put him on there. Get into, I don't really want to get yeah. into that right now. But I don't. Really, yeah. I don't really have any takes about the Jaw thing other than just like you know, got to be smarter than that. That's all I really have to say about mm-hmm. that. But like, those are the two guys that were quote unquote ahead of Dane. That basically the whole year they're both out of the picture for different reasons at this point. Who besides Luca has been better as a guard this year in the league than Dame? Nobody. Just like on an individual level, which you're evaluating for this, yeah. you know, this all NBA stuff. Well, the jaw thing, I mean, let's just not, we're not talking about the jaw story, but like even just the all NBA thing, uh-huh. jaw's not been better than Dame as a player. The team's had more success. He's not been better than Dame. He's just getting rewarded with team stuff. So I, to your because point, they have nobody. a much better roster. Right, right. But honestly, you know, you, you bring up Memphis, and obviously this year has been a disaster for them for, you know, that reason and, you know, some injuries and, and other stuff. But, and Dylan uh, Brooks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you bring up Memphis. What we were talking about earlier as, like, an example of one of these, you know, teams full of, like, young guys that want, you know, it's better for them to have playoff experience than, like, a slightly higher lottery pick. 
remember like the first, I think this was Jaws, what, second year in the league? The first year they did the play-in outside of the bubble, the year that Memphis beat Golden State in the play-in and got yeah, the first-round series against Utah. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected them to do that. And they lost to Utah in five games, but they were like pretty competitive in those five games. And then suddenly after that, it was, oh, look out for the Grizzlies. And then they kind of had the year where they made the leap last year. And so, you know, I think it was valuable for those young guys. And Jaw was one of the quote unquote young guys at the point. At that point, it was like him and Jaron Jackson and, you know, Desmond, ba- like all these guys that were on that team that were had no real experience playing in those types of situations even if they had lost that play-in game to Golden State, it's like, now you know what it's like to face, you know, a team with Steph Curry and Draymond Green on the other side. Like, you mm-hmm. have to, you know, I think that's going to be, even if, let's say they go face Utah in the 9-10. I, I would agree with you. I think they would win that game. Let's say they lose. Okay, now these, you know, Shaden Sharp and Trenton Watford and Nasir Little and Anthony Simons, who we forget, he was on the 18-19 conference finals team, but he wasn't really, like, playing that year. For all intents and purposes, Dame and Nurk and, I guess, Jeremy Grant, because he was with Denver and Oklahoma City, those are the only guys on the team that have, like, real playoff experience in terms of, like, being rotation players on playoff teams. Is it not, like, good for Nasir Little or for Trenton Watford or Jabari Walker, if he gets in or whoever, to be like, okay, now we know what a playoff game is like? Oh, I'd be super excited for him, like, I, I I told this to uh, I told this to Danny and, and you might get a kick out of this uh, you know because uh-huh. a lot of uh, there's always a lot of trade conversations that happen and the hypothetical world that people live in in the NBA people I love like, that stuff man oh they eat it up I, I I border I told I told Danny Trendon to me is borderline untouchable <laughs> <laughs> it's I it's, a, it, it's ridiculous but like he's got a skill set thing that I just love and I think they need and. I'd love to see the development with it compared to what they would, you know, build out roster wise over the summer. But like to what if you're you saying, have somebody like Trenton Watford on a minimum contract. That's not somebody that you want to. No, for sure. Rid. Now, but, like if, like if, like if Daryl Morey like insists on, Oh, I'm not doing a Joel Embiid trade unless Trenton Watford is in. <laughs> unless Trenton's in that. That's a different, that's a different thing. But like, yeah, but like, I, I hear you. There, there, it's almost like there should be like a category of like, there's like the truly untouchable guys, and for Portland, there's only one guy who's on that list, and that's Dane. Most teams in the NBA, like as much as like every team's fan base, you know, things like, oh, this guy's untouchable, this guy's untouchable. Every single player on, except for like, there's like one or maybe two guys on every team. Like if you're Denver, Jokic is untouchable. I don't think Jamal Murray or Michael Porter or, you know, Aaron Gordon are completely off the table for somebody like of that level of an upgrade it's like just Jokic or like for now it's just Embiid or like if you're uh I don't know if you're if you're Orlando Paolo is probably that guy or like they're like they're like every team there's like one or maybe two guys that that is true of but then there's like the other guys where it's like you know we would trade him for you know a you know that that type of trade but it's certainly not somebody we're looking to move or somebody that we would just put as a throw-in in a trade just to match salary or whatever that we actually really value and i think it's not unreasonable at all for you to consider Trenton watford on that list how do you how would you rate what you think the blazers view between shaden and ant in this category i think they would like for Shaden to be the one that they keep. 
Because, I mean, and you and Danny have talked about this, and this is, you know, I've talked about it on here. I've written it. It's all, it's kind of. Not in a while, kinda, though. Not in a while. <laughs> I think that both of them will not be on the roster in training camp. If one or the other, if, if they're going to make the kind of upgrade that they're going to, you know, that they want to make mm-hmm. for, you know, some like all NBA type of like true second star for Dame or whatever. What I mean, there are there are some guys like MB. You probably have to include both of those guys in the trade, and you and you do it because it's you know an MVP candidate or you know that and that makes you a title contender, like whatever. One or both of those guys is going to have to be traded, and probably one or the other, depending on who it is. So yeah. I don't think they will go into the into the uh, training camp with both Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons on the roster. I, I think I think they thing. would. I think they would like for Shaden to show up because, like, athletic. And I actually like just got a mailbag question about this that published this morning. So this is good that you're bringing this up because I can plug it. RoseGardenReport.com. It's free to yep. subscribe, free to read the <laughs> free to read the mailbag. But you got to be a paid subscriber to submit questions to future mailbags. There's just a plug in there. But talent wise and upside wise, like it's not even close. Shaden is the more you know. He's the guy that, like, if he hits, like, the absolute best-case scenario, his ceiling is higher than Ant's ceiling. But Ant is much more of a sure thing in terms of what he's already shown, like, what you know you're going to get out of him, and it might not take him three years from now to hit his ceiling. I think if Shaden, either, you know, over these last 15 or whatever games of the season, or you know, in the summer, in workouts, or, you know, in the gym, shows them enough that, like, they're like, okay, no, he's ready to be the second guy. He's ready to make the leap. I think they their best-case scenario would be that Shaden shows enough that they're comfortable moving Ant. But if that doesn't happen, they might not have a choice but to have to say, okay, you know, we can get, like, a real game-changer guy if they want Shaden Sharp, I guess we got to do it. That's kind of where I'm at on it. I think it's, it's probably unfair in some ways to say this, but... You know, having watched what their season has been, and I, I just, you know, Dame CJ had a had a great run, mm-hmm. 